A city based on industry, from market stalls to collieries, owners, directors, and entrepreneurs. Oh, we've got all that and more. No matter how high you fly, no matter how far you go, the spotlight's on you when we go wrecking Shamai Paub, Kroishanol. Welcome to another episode of the Reps and Business Spotlight, which is sponsored by AB Accountancy and hosted by myself, Adrian. This is a podcast where we visit a different Reps and Business every week. And the reason I did a little bit of my poor Welsh in the introduction is because this week's guest is Suan from Shop Suan and T Paub. Hello. Kroishanol, Suan. Welcome, thank you very much. Seriously, how's my Welsh? Diane, Diane. <laughs> something then. Um, if you just want to start by introducing yourself and Shop Suan. Yeah, so um, yeah, my name is Suan. Um, well, I'm a, I'm a local girl. started the business um, about six years ago, so I'm in the, my sixth year of trading. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm a Welsh language shop um, here in Tupaub in Wrexham. So one of the market stalls um, here. Um, and yeah, I sell Welsh language cards and gifts and books uh, as well now, um, and things that celebrate Wrexham as well. Okay, and how long have you been operative here? Yeah, so um, since Tupaub opened in 2018, um, so yeah, about kind of in my sixth, sixth year of trading. Okay, so you're quite well established now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, time's gone fast, and obviously yeah. we've had COVID in the yeah. middle of that, which um, has kind of, yeah, not... Uh, a few years kind of off of uh, my mental mental brain of how much I've yeah. been uh, established, but yeah, no. Okay, and then um, so what was your path to doing this? What was your background before four six years ago came along? Yeah, so well, I was um, in Cardiff at the time, and I just really finished um, at university, and um, so my I studied textiles at university in Cardiff. Um, so my background is in textiles, and it's quite kind of creative. Um, and at that moment, I wanted to be a textiles teacher in a high school, probably in a Welsh high school. Um, but when I started, when I was in university, my like yeah, my mind, mind changed. Of, like I, I decided that I didn't want to teach anymore, um, and I was in a position where I was thinking of just becoming a like freelance. Um, textile artist of some sort and um, doing you know workshops with children potentially art workshops and things like that and just doing different things like portfolio career almost um, but then um, I realized and I was at the time before that kind of working with Oriel Rexham um, that was here before kind of just outside Tupau where the tourist information is now yeah. um, I was doing some um, I was working in reception there and uh, so knew that Tupac was going to be opening um, and through like a conversation with my parents really um, and knowing also that Shop Assistant that was here before in the market here before wasn't coming back to Wrexham um, they were just focusing on the shop mold um, I just really found that there wasn't going to be a perfect well shop in Wrexham um, and decided to give it a go so when I opened, um, I was just selling kind of the things that I made in uni and some of my dad's photographs and things. Um, so, you know, the shop was quite there, really. Um, and, yeah, we did have a focus on kind of, like, my dad's took some photos of, like, the area of 
you know, areas of Wales and stuff into like landscape photography. And my work was based on um, like Welsh phrases that don't necessarily translate into English. Um, but yeah, it's kind of grown from there, obviously. Um, I now sell things that I don't make, um, I still make some things. Um, but just realise that I can't make everything myself. But I want the shop to have like this creative twist because of my background. Yeah. Yeah. So, what sort of products have you got that people might be interested in here? Um, so, well, I've, I've got Love Spoons, um, which have been quite popular. Um, obviously, what Love Spoons are is quite a traditional yeah. thing in Wales, um, and people still like to get them for gifts for anniversaries and weddings and stuff. Um, Cards, uh, Welsh cards. It is quite difficult to get Welsh cards in in card shops and in yeah. supermarkets and stuff. So, um, and I also make cards myself, so I can like be a bit more specific and, and make something that's um, more personalised for someone. Okay, so custom um, make ones. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wishes, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then also books. Books have been more popular than I thought, to be fair. Um, Welsh language books, especially uh, those for, for children, um, and also Welsh learners as well. Okay. So how, how big is the Welsh-speaking culture in Wrexham, do you think? Um, well, it's, I think it's bigger than people think, really. Um, and also, especially um, more recently, the demand of like the Welsh language, people learning the Welsh language in Wrexham has grown. Um, and yeah, the amount of people that are actually learning um, in Polycambria um, doing the courses there has grown over the years. And actually, they're in a position now where almost they need more tutors to keep up with okay. demand. Um, so that's a good, that, that's a, yeah, it's not a good problem, but it is a good problem, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and it, I mean, I have conversations daily, really, about the language or um, with people who are learning. In some way, shape, or form, people are interested, and I think maybe becoming, yeah, even more proud of the language. Yeah, so, so I guess there's kind of two sides. You've obviously got products you're catering to Welsh learners, like Welsh language books and children in sort of Welsh medium schools, and then you've got your general sort of Welsh products that anyone can come in and, and yeah. buy the sort of mugs you've got. And, like yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, a balance of yeah things for people who maybe fluently speak Welsh or um, or yeah just want like a, a Welsh gift for someone like from you know from yeah. Wales or from Wrexham. Um, yeah, definitely a balance. But and I've got a wide range of kind of customers as well. Um, those who yeah speak the language or don't or. Um, you know, have friends. I think everyone's got some sort of connection in some way, shape, or form. So I'm, I'm currently a learner myself, so it's great to have a resource that, that we can tap into. Yeah. Um, and yeah, working down the road, I'll, I'll make sure I come more often. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm, yeah, more than happy to kind of like, yeah, for people to, to come and practice their Welsh, you know, in a practical way when you're in a shop. You know, you're, you're asking for something or you're, you know, asking what this means or... Um, rather than you know having you know people go to um, like groups and, and practice you know talking and stuff, but 
it's using the language like in a practical way yeah, that I guess in an everyday you. conversation kind of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Jolingo keeps teaching me about parsnips, and I'm like, well. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't use that very often. <laughs> Duolingo does have some random words. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what sort of challenges do you face in running a such a specialised business? Um, I'd say maybe the biggest challenge, I guess, is well, being a small business. Like there is, I guess, a a limit as to how much like you can grow, you can provide. Um, I feel like. Um, yeah, for example, like, so the, uh, Paul Mullen has a new book, um, his uh, autobiography, yeah. and uh, I've seen on Amazon, like, uh, it's £13 or something, whereas, like, for me, it's cost me £13, uh, £13 to buy, so I can't sell it for that, you know, they're, they're kind of, yeah, I guess you're competing against um, bigger companies that yeah. can... Um, obviously sell things cheaper and you just you just can't do that as a small business. Um, I, I had a conversation with one of our clients yesterday who was bemoaning that, but he buys straight from sort of retailers and Amazon are undercutting the retailer. Uh, so, right, yeah, I mean, they're yeah. cheaper than he can buy it before he puts a bit of profit on it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think there's, there's definitely pros to being a small business yeah. as well and actually I wouldn't want to be... Um, you know, a, a, a massive big business business because being in Wrexham and actually speaking to, you know, seeing the people of Wrexham every day is something that actually I feel um, is important to me and, and the business. Um, yeah. You know, it's that I wouldn't want to, to not see my customers at all and just be online or anything. Yeah, no, definitely. Part of the community as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the challenge of a small business, so what are the opportunities? What, what are the advantages of running such a niche, niche small business? Yeah, well, I think um, it, it's, I guess it's building that, um, you know, relationship with customers and um, you know, people and you can, I guess, like provide a more, um, yeah, special or like a, just a customised, like, you know, um, service really um, for people. You can be a bit more flexible um, and actually help people out a bit more, you know, um, if they want something, um, you know, by a certain time or if they want something specific, then you can, you can potentially like, yeah, do that um, and help people out and just provide what, what they want. But um, I think, yeah, for me and the business, like I think people, people is key. Um, yeah, for me. Okay. Um, and obviously you're based in Power. you're a trader here. How does that work? Is that an advantage to be here or is it a disadvantage perhaps? Yeah, um, for me I see it as a positive thing because, and especially for new businesses, um, being in a place like this where you've got other traders around you, um, you've got the events of T-Power as well like helping you out and that doesn't necessarily mean that if people come in for an event that people are going to come into your shop, you know, you've got to still do some work to to make sure that people come in, yeah. um, but it does help, especially just general business. football, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And being kind of out on the on the streets of Wrexham in your own little shop could potentially feel quite lonely, especially for a new business. Um, it's obviously yeah, slightly kind of cheaper as well, um, 
with everything, you know, especially yeah, for a new business. Um, but for me, right now, and I and I know some some people have kind of moved on and they they've seen they've had the you know they've they've received what they've needed from being in C Cloud and then they've spread they, their wings. They've a spread bit. their wings. Yeah. yeah, they've gone out to um, the high street. Um, and that, that works for, for, for some people. At the moment, I feel I still feel quite comfortable here, um, and yeah, kind of enjoy that community aspect of Supao, and also trying to have kind of more niche, kind of handmade things in the shop as well. And this place being such a creative space, yeah, um, it ties in, doesn't it? Quite yeah. yeah. So we're hoping from via this podcast will inspire people who are on the fence about starting businesses and you put a big recommendation of the power as a starting place then? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. I know there are um, some uh, stalls available. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, some people I think are interested in some of them but um, it's definitely a good place to start because it just brings that kind of slightly scary element of being alone and yeah, yeah on a high street away from you basically yeah a bit more security around isn't there as well yeah yeah, yeah definitely board. hello everybody this episode of the Wrexham Business Spotlight is sponsored by AB Accountancy who are an accountancy firm based in the heart of Wrexham who believe in producing high quality accounts and unbeatable customer service you can visit our website www.abaccountancy.co or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram where we regularly post hints and tips to help you with your accounts and your tax. If you'd like to sponsor an episode of this podcast in season two, please get in touch. Right, sorry for disturbing you, let's get back to the podcast. So obviously, obviously Wrexham's changed in the last few years and we're now a hotspot tourist destination. Are you the sort of business that's benefited from that? Are you getting, you know, sort of the American visitors coming in and buying some Welsh products? Yeah, yeah, we've definitely seen an in- increase, um, but not just Americans really as well, but um, yeah, definitely seen some, some new faces around over the last few months and especially over the summer. Um, I was in the Saitseren um, last week with um, someone had asked me to go over with a few stuff from the shop to sell um, to 35 Americans that were on a um, like a holiday trip. Um, I think they'd flown to like London, they'd gone to Manchester and then Liverpool and I had to do a stop here before then going to Dublin. They went for um, the photo opportunities at the turf as, as they all yeah, seem to do. Yeah, yeah, I think they didn't manage to get like a tour of the stadium but they saw it from the outside and probably went into the turf um, for a drink, for, them, for another drink after being inside town for quite a long time. Um, and yeah, uh, so we're definitely seeing a lot more, yeah, and obviously we've had one season, the second season is out now, another season I think as, as, as other, yeah, yeah, other documentary, like, yeah, we'll, we'll potentially see more and more over the yeah. years as well. And is, does that change what you provide, are there certain things they're looking for? Or? Um, yeah, that's a good question actually, um, I think... It's definitely the the type of things that I took over since I started was like the the smaller kind of like you know key rings and things with Rexham on them, um, maybe more touristy items that you would um, that you would think of. Um, but yeah, like a lot of them actually also want to see like the Welsh language. So sometimes they want you know 
a little book with like Welsh phrases or something. Um, but yeah, over the years, I've just I try to listen to people what they what they want, and then if if enough people ask for the same thing, then I'll try and get it in. Um, sometimes, you know, that's kind of a better way of choosing what to have in the shop yeah. than, than just trying to think yourself like, oh, you know, what do people want? Well, if you, if you don't ask, you don't know. <laughs> no, no. So also, we've got the Eisteddfod coming to Wrexham as well, haven't we? Yes, yeah, in 2005. Is that something you can get involved in or benefit off the back of perhaps somehow? Yeah, definitely. So, um, depending on where the Stedford is going to be, um, whether it's going to be in a field in Wrexham, or I've had, um, well, I've heard that it might happen in, in the city centre. Yeah, I've heard that um, too, yeah. Yeah, which I think would be better than it being in a field because it would benefit more businesses. Definitely, in yeah. Um, because sometimes when the Estevod goes to a place, um, the actual town or village or um, city sometimes doesn't benefit um, that much because people are kind of isolated to a field. Um, so it depends how close it is and stuff. Um, so yeah, like if I'm if it is in a field, then I would probably um, rent like, have a have a stall there because it's in Wrexham and I'm in kind of a yeah, I mean, I'm in in a place now where I could probably um, afford to do that. Um, even if I don't kind of make a profit from it, it's it's putting yeah, like yeah, shop seaward on the map. Yeah, it's a bit of visibility for you, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, but if it is in the city centre, then I probably wouldn't, and hopefully people will come into T Power. Um, if it's in the city, I'd, I'd afford T Power quite a big part of that. Yeah, sort of yeah. Big community space. Exactly, there would be something, some sort of pavilion or um, re um, rehearsal space or something happening in here. So, um, but yeah, it would, it would. I think it would be better for Brexit if it was in the city centre. Um, we know that like things like Focus Wales happen here um, every year, and it does actually like work, doesn't it? Does, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so, what are the next steps for, for shops here? What's the future look like? Um, well, yeah, for the foreseeable future, I'll probably stay in T-Pow um, and, yeah, just try and maybe, yeah, grow, um, like, the stock and, um, and what I sell. Um, at the moment, I don't have, um, well, I have a website, but I don't sell a lot on the website and I don't have, I need to update it, really. Um, so, potentially, just, like, working on that um, and, yeah, as I said before, really, like, I don't want to be just a... A shop that sells online um, but it'll just branch out yeah. that kind of yeah so people know where I am but also if people don't live locally they can actually purchase something from me um, so, so other yeah. opportunities to sell off your website on any other platforms do you think? Um, well yeah so I do use um, Facebook and Instagram um, and share pictures on, on them um, so sometimes like people message me on them um, not necessarily through the website, but kind of message me and ask if I've got something or um, say that they want something. Um, so sometimes, like taking pictures of stock and putting them online, kind of is a way of selling, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. What does success look like to you, sir? And how, how do you determine if you've got a su successful business and a successful life? Um. So yeah, for me, I think um, just like. It's, it's from a business perspective, I think it's just providing like what 
people want or what people need. Um, and yeah, like so if if I can be a shop that can provide the Welsh language element um, of like products and, and things to people of Wrexham, then I think that that's my main main goal really and just like obviously to um you know rise above like to, to actually just survive you know financially yeah. as well um but thrive not like, survive but, yeah exactly exactly but just um yeah providing what people want and what people need um and yeah like being as being a place where people feel like they can come and um kind of yeah, just talk and chat um, also as well. And you're obviously quite passionate about the Welsh language and about its use. Do you, do you sort of tie your business success into Welsh language growing in Wrexham? Obviously you're a part of that community, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely, potentially. Um, it definitely helps, um, obviously, a shop like, like me that's promoting the Welsh language. Um, so as, yeah, as the... The amount of Welsh speakers, and um, you know, the, if the language is thriving, then then my business is probably also gonna um, gonna have an effect and, and, and thrive with it. And yeah, so we'll we'll see in the future, won't we? <laughs> it, it seems to me that Welsh language is growing locally because there's more Welsh language primary schools all the time. Yeah. There's what three, four, maybe five now. I'm not sure. Yeah, there's probably. Um, and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, well, in the, there's at least six or seven, I think, in, okay. in the Wrexham County. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm an adult Welsh learner on Duolingo, and I'm surprised how many of my friends or people I know are also learning Welsh on Duolingo. There's a successful Welsh learners group um, based at South Side 7, isn't there, Club Clebrand? So yeah. it does feel yeah. like it is growing. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I think it definitely is. Yeah. And that the. The challenge is, I guess, is to to make sure that as it grows, that things are in place to 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 help those people, um, and to yeah, to make sure that that they don't feel like it's a waste of time or whatever. Um, I think yeah, as you said like any there's only one um, Welsh uh, high school in Wrexham at the moment, and I think the the rise of kind of children going up um, to that school there needs to be another one which is a good problem to have but um, yeah things uh, things need to be in place to, to, to help the language grow as well um, but yeah it's definitely a positive and exciting thing it feels like you've gone through starting a new business you've then gone through covid like most business or all business owners have and now you're looking at a growth in welsh language and a growth in tourism so that's yeah, yeah. It looks quite positive to me. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So if someone was starting a business and they came to you with somebody who's gone through all that for one piece of advice, what's the one thing you think you'd tell them? Um, I'd probably tell them to not be scared. Um, I hope they're saying not do it though. Yeah, no, <laughs> not be scared. Like, just go for it, basically, because I had no um, idea growing up um, that I was going to run a business. And actually, the thought of it in university and when I started was quite scary. Um, but I went for it and kind of like learnt on the job. Um, so what I mean by yeah, just like if you, if you want to do it, you won't know everything at the start because 
who knows everything. Um, you know, there'll be certain things that you might need to put in place to get started. Um, but once you get started, then as as you run the business and also just like soak everything in, just learn learn as you go along. Um, yeah. And, and there's lots of people out there to give advice out. There's lots of other business owners who've who've done it for yeah. a long time and. Or you can listen to maybe a local business podcast and, and get yeah. some advice from, from business owners. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then, we've had, so we've had the spotlight of this podcast on you for this episode, and we always finish by asking you to shine that spotlight on someone else. So there's another business that you know you, you use as a business or you use personally that you think deserves a bit of praise and Wrexham? Um, well, you mentioned the CyCRM before, um, and... You know, personally and also as a business as well, I've kind of had a close connection with the South Saron over the years. I think they do an, an amazing thing for the Welsh language. Yeah. Um, I know they're kind of, they're, well, they're a business, but they're also a, a community kind of like, yeah, um, aspect like running it and stuff. But yeah, there's Welsh language gigs happening there every, um, every few months. Um, I mean, it's a big name acts like Dav Ewan's been there a few times, hasn't he? And yeah, yeah, definitely. A few like book launches and stuff. Um, they always, yeah. Um, Chris Evans does an amazing job running running it, and I, yeah, I, I do get um, a lot of support from them um, as well as a business. Um, but just yeah, what what they have done for the Welsh language in the last couple of years has been incredible. Um, and yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a great pub, isn't it? It is, not bad, <laughs> is it? So, Sue, and thank you very much for coming on the podcast. It was a really good chat. I've had to try to get a range of people on, and obviously, a Welsh business it's a bit different and it's a niche product. So, I think people will have found that really interesting, really useful. Thank you so, very uh, much yeah, for having me. Yeah, Hello everybody, it's Adrian here. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Wrexham Business Spotlight podcast. Very much appreciated. Please also support our guests and their wonderful businesses. You can like and subscribe to this. You could share the podcast so your friends can enjoy it. And you could also find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. Leave your comments, leave your thoughts and let us hear your feedback. Thank you very much and see you on the next episode.